Welcome back to the Pomposity Diaries, entry number seven. I can now happily report my status within the Australian Acceptability Standard, or AAS, is heightened as a result of finally being issued with my e-ski license. Third time lucky, as it turns out. I must apologise to all for the loss of control exhibited at the end of my last dispatch. I was at the end of my tether, having failed the Eski test twice before, necessitating the restocking of both Aaron's and Mick's beer fridges, with the highly prized crownies, all at my own expense not to mention the extra charges incurred for repeated training and testing. My pride also took a bashing. My general prowess for most things was enough to assure me of immediate success. When I was disabused of this certainty, by failing my Eski test not just once, but twice, it rocked the very foundation of my beliefs. It seems I fell down the first time as a result of a lack of due care and attention to CO2 excitation control reduction protocols by failing to deploy the Eski ramp when presented with an obstacle worthy of its need. I remonstrated with Wayne most vociferously. Just how much of a threat is a grounded hosepipe to an Eski anyway, man? I demanded. Or more than you imagine, mate. KNH agitation levels, or KNH, to use the recognised abbreviation, which, incidentally, can also be applied when referring to bottles of beer, are dangerously increased when the recognised method of terrain risk control, or TRC, to reference the officially recognised acronym, is not observed, implemented, or correctly executed explained Wayne. What absolute rot! I screamed, for my blood was up after three days of training, only to fail at the final obstacle. Wayne looked temporarily flummoxed, but quickly regained his composure, and added, We at Dan Murphy's are keen to recognise and acknowledge the contributions of all nations and peoples to the growth and development of this beloved land including the valuable input of the British, and in view of the close and enviable relationship between our two nations, I know you will understand and accept my pointing out some differences between them, which will go some way to explaining your failure here today, and therefore your appreciation of where you need to improve, said Wayne. Appreciate my ass," I retorted. I think you'll find a hosepipe is an internationally standardised item recognised for its threat level of zero, Wayne, I added. Not according to the Australian Risk Incident Scale Estimate, or ARISE, to use the official- Oh, balls to your official acronyms and abbreviations, man, I interjected. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, mate. But I am obliged, as your test assessor, to guide you on where and why you failed, said Wayne. Well, come on, then, I said. 
Let's have it, then. The threat of a grounded hosepipe is what exactly, Wayne? I asked. Well, back in the UK, the conditions are very different to out here, mate. For starters, there's not much use for rescues anyway. What with all that rain and cold weather, you're not likely to want to roam on foot between places, are you? Best to drive with your piss in the car and transfer it straight into your mate's place, preferably next to the fire, so it doesn't cool down too much. Beyond exasperation, I still managed to adorn a calm demeanour as Wayne continued with his twaddle. So that explains your lack of appreciation for the finer aspects of Eskimotion. Which brings us nicely onto the nub of the problem you're having with acceptance of the hosepipe being a threat. You see, not only do you like drink your beer warm, but you like it flat too. Now you carry a six pack of pommy beer in a mobile esky and take it over a grounded hosepipe, well, you'll have no problems. But you try it with our sophisticated brews, then the resultant can edge previously referenced will ruin the fine character and subtle nature of the beer. Upon opening, you could be forgiven for mistaking the product for champagne. What with all that projectile foaming? Shit! I'd rather subject my mates to a bout of projectile vomiting than bring on the shame can-edge carnage caused by irresponsible and unforgivable piss-poor transportation, or PPT, to use the recognised acronym. So, Wayne failed me, and I raged for the remainder of the week and waited till Monday to start the process all over again. The second time, he failed me on poor use of an eski on an incline. It seems the main body of the eski is to be positioned downhill, whether travelling up or down one. I tried pulling the eski downhill, rather than allowing its mass to control its descent, causing the handle to the telescope, trapping my fingers. Wayne's reaction was immediate and final. Another week passed, and upon my third attempt, I was finally successful. I was uncharacteristically emotional gaining my license from Wayne. His execution of the license-issuing ceremony was, if a little crude, nonetheless most touching. We had grown rather close over the weeks we'd worked together, and if not forged a friendship, then most certainly I had made a mate. Wayne had pulled from the stores a sturdy-looking box to serve as a podium. He was wearing a brand-new Dan Murphy's polo shirt with epaulettes I feel sure he had sewn on himself, and a number of badges secured by pins. A beret, fashioned from stubby holders, decorated his head. He looked like an oversized member of a zealous splint group formed from the cub spouts, bent on anarchy of the most heinous nature. But he was beaming with pride for my achievement, and I wasn't about to ruin the moment for him. There were a number of customers strewn about the store, and other staff, who had taken an interest in the fuss being made. Before long, 
a small crowd had amassed to witness my coming of easy competence. Attention, please, everyone, began Wayne. As a representative of Dan Murtha's team here at Burley, and the head test assessor for mobile ASCII competence, I'd like to extend my heartfelt congratulations to a very determined individual who took it upon himself to make a commitment to the responsible handling of that wonderful emblem of Aussie identity, the mobile ASCII. And through thick and thin, where I saw him struggle with the demanding strictures of the mobile ESCI competence curriculum that saw off his first two attempts, where he failed to make the mark, he never gave up, and finally won out on third time lucky. I have rarely seen such commitment to the cause, I have to say, and therefore, in recognition of this colossal effort, not only am I issuing him today with the mobile ESCI licence he has so long coveted, but in addition, I am able to confirm the added accolade of the Australian Award for Persistence, or AAP, to his achievements. To my surprise, an audible gasp of appreciation and an enthusiastic clap of hands was elicited from the small crowd of what I can only describe as newly converted admirers of yours truly. Twain continued, This rarely issued award has helped a number of people not originally from this land gain precious ground on the road to citizenship of Australia. For though not necessarily a prerequisite, it is known to oil the bureaucratic wheels and practically acts as a rubber stamp for anyone's application, as it reflects the values of typical Aussies whose dedication and service to alcoholic enjoyment is second to none in the world, exclaimed Wan. So come on up here, mate, and get your awards, demanded Wan. I stood upon the makeshift podium and proudly received my framed certificate, photographic identification card, and persistence award. As the energetic clapping and whooping that accompanied my prize giving began to wane, dear Wayne approached and steered me away for a final chat before I left. Now, don't forget to take all your newly acquired esky accessories with you, mate. And please, accept my congratulations again for a sterling effort, mate, said Wayne. Well, I don't know what to say, Wayne. I really wasn't expecting the extra award, and I really am very touched, I replied. Well, you deserve it, mate. I was going to suggest you go for the Pest Instance Award, too. But as it tells me you already earned that for a fine consumption rate all of last year? asked Wayne. Very true, Wayne. I've only just surfaced, to be honest, I replied. Ah, well, you're well on the way then, he said. To where? I asked. What? Ah, oh, no, just a turn of phrase. Now, there's one other challenge you might be interested in. Normally performed whilst under the influence, and it's not to be confused with the other two awards you've already earned, which is easy, given its name. Piss distance. Who can piss the furthest when the need arises? A great game. As is an expert, make sure you play him. 
but Mick's a fucking master. Being a military man and all that, he's highly disciplined, see? I wouldn't go challenging him before some serious training's undertaken. <laughs> Anyways, I hope to see you in the near future for further purchases and responsible restocking. Just remember, safety first. Well on the way, was I? It's obvious to me these Aussies work collectively to manifest the purge. For not only is the unassuming Brit assaulted from all sides by the fine pleasures and general beauty of the land, but its natives actively encourage a cultural lobotomy upon their intended target, the like of which has not been seen since the Romans practised their policy of cultural cleansing on their poor enemies. But I'm onto them, and I refuse to assimilate. Over and out.